But every time Mystical would get on stage, we would just start fighting. Like, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> I'm coming to see this in America. And as soon as he'd come out, he'd be like, I'm coming to see it in America. Niggas just start throwing chairs and shit. Bah, 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 bah. It's like Danny Brown show. Sit back, relax, you're already now. Why your mates do the yows? It's like Danny Brown show. We about to get live. Let's go. It's like Danny Brown show. Sit back, relax, you're already now. Why your mates do the yows? It's like Danny Brown show, we about to get live, let's go! Let's go. Live from Austin, Texas. <laughs> it's the Danny Brown show coming from y'all from motherfucking Wild May Studios. Shouts out to everybody checking me out, man. Love y'all, man. Hey, man, I, I swear, man. Shouts out to everybody been showing love, man. You know, I've been having a great time doing this, man. So, you know, y'all reaching out, man, sending positive vibes, man. Ain't, ain't doing nothing but encouraging me more, you know, to have a good time doing this, man. So, yeah, man, we in Austin, Texas, man. I um I play Odyssey Festival, and that was a great time. I want to say shouts out to um Horror. Shouts out to um Billy Woods and Lucy. Got to chop it up with Billy Woods. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully we get to do some music together. So, yeah, man, for the most part. Um, it's been pretty chill for me, man. I've been, um, just been hanging out, trying not to get myself into too much trouble. You know what I'm saying? I just got a new puppy, which, yeah, I know, like, ah, how many chihuahuas you gonna have, motherfucker? A nigga just got chihuahuas everywhere. You get what I'm saying? But, I mean, they are very, um, they're, 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 they're very, um, you know, I mean, they're not easy to train dogs. I will say that. I, um... I, I I went on Reddit looking up um, training manuals, how to train chihuahuas, and the motherfucker just said, nigga. <laughs> In comic sayings, like, nigga, there's no training method for chihuahuas. You get what I'm saying? You got to do what you got to do. But I love them because they're so small, but they're like fearless too. You get what I'm saying? So I feel like, and you got to, you know, I think if, 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 with anything that's small, like you get what I'm saying, like people got like big ass dogs and shit. They don't give a fuck. They leave them. They leave them for days and shit. Motherfucker be in a kennel, all type of shit. Be in a cage, shitting on itself everywhere. Motherfucker. But little dogs, you gonna be like, man, I ain't about to leave my little dog in no motherfucking kennel, no cage for no days and shit. Like you, you know, you really wanna. I don't know. Just like I said, you really you got just extra care for them because they're small animals or whatever. You get what I'm saying? So, shouts out to all my small dog owners. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I know that's probably y'all like, uh, that's like some gross shit. You get what I'm saying? Me, whatever. Whatever. All right, all right, all right. We're going to jump right into this motherfucker <laughs> and get to some advice questions, man. Ask Danny. Like y'all always know, man, if, if, if you got a problem, you need me to solve them, hit me up at motherfucking Danny at the Danny Brown Show.com. That's Danny at the Danny Brown Show.com. Just hit me up. You know what I'm saying? You got any advice questions you want me to help you out? You know what I'm saying? I always got an ear. Sometimes you need a friend to listen. You need a shoulder to lean on. I got you, man. So, um, first up, we got um, tips for dating an older freak. And I, and I guess they would feel like, well, I ain't going to I guess they feel like I would be well, well inclined in this, um, in this, in this situation right here. But all right, all right, all right. I've always dated. Oh, I thought this was a girl. I mean, I thought this was a dude talking about, okay, so this is a, is this a girl talking about dating an older, okay, all right. Always dated men at least five or 10 years older than me. Bob is 20 years older than me. We worked together for two years before we even took it to that level. I'm 35. He's 55. Do you guys got any tips? He has a fierce libido, despite having a ball removed due to testicular cancer in a few years ago. Oh, shit. That's that's what happens when you get to... I'm not saying I want a ball removed, but he beating it down? All right. <laughs> um, his children is grown, and they sound delightful. I don't want kids. I don't got no kids. What do you guys think we should do? Should we keep it interesting? He has a piss fetish. Yeah, I think that's because y'all got it and, you know, y'all blanked it out. Y'all censored it. So I think that would be piss with, with just P and three stars. So, yeah, that's piss. Yeah, that's piss. He has a piss fetish that he has shared with me, and I have a piss fetish that I have not shared with him. I think he would be scared off. Or is it porn? I had to go to piss. See, maybe I'm disclosing too much about myself. I don't think they would myself. say porn fetish, right? 
I mean, but what 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 is the pitch fetish she ain't shared with him? It's only one pitch fetish. It's only one. I mean, what's the difference with her pitch fetish? Do she like it in like an acrobatic situation? Does she like want to like put herself in like the London Bridge and squirt that motherfucker in the ear into her face? Like, what is her situation? Now, um, it sounds like to me y'all having a good time. And I think you overthinking this situation right now. I just think definitely tell him about the piss situation. I mean, I guess if you, you know, I don't know if it's like, you know, any like, you know, substance enhancing, you know, alcohol situations that y'all be having, you know, when y'all, you know, y'all just need to party together one time and, you know, get a little drunk, you get a little high or something and y'all tell each other everything. So it, it seemed like to me, you just overthinking this. It sounds like, you know, you don't feel like this is like a relationship thing, you know? It sounds like to me this is just this some this some freaky shit going on. So yeah, man, you got an older dude. He he's he's probably a little more open to a lot of things that um younger guys aren't. So you might as well take advantage of this and be able to explore your sexual prowess. You get what I'm saying? That's what women want in 2022, right? You know? So accept that shit and have a good time. That's what I would say. So yeah, you're thinking too hard. Love you too. You know, shouts out to Les, man, sending that question in. Well, you know, my boy's in love with a house. God damn, man. I, I mean, we all been there before. Okay. My sister-in-law, the hoe in question. I'd known her for years, and she for the streets was dating this dude for a few years. He and I got really close. Anyways, they broke up recently. He and I play Apex together. But the problem is, now anytime we play, he's on some sad boy shit. Every few minutes, he'd be like, I can't stop thinking about her, dog. What do I do? Or do you think you can talk to her for me and tell her I love her? My dog really going through it. But it's getting kind of awkward because she's still family. My question is, how do I help my boy get over this? Or should I just ghost him? Peace, Francisco. Francisco, it sounds like to me you need to tell your boy how you really feel. It sounds like to me you got feelings for him. <laughs> and you get in with a name like Francisco, I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, so I would just say, man, uh, well, don't tell him your feelings because he might beat you up. You got to keep that shit uh, bottled up in a um, jar. And at the end of the day, man, your boy is in love with a hoe. You can't be worried about what another nigga doing with another bitch. Now, I get what it infects. Where well, I get it affects your A-plex. Apex time together. But who knows? He might have kids with this bitch sometime. You get what I'm saying? That's another life. And that's uh, more important than Apex Legends. You get what I'm saying? He might make the next LeBron James. You don't know what these genes can mix and make. You get what I'm saying? So you can't be hating on him being in love with the hoe. Because sometimes, man, hoes, hoes just be misguided people in their life sometimes. They can change too. And they can become good, good women. And you know what I'm saying? So... Just because she has some shit going on before, who knows? She's been going through something, man. Everybody been going through something before and lashed out. That's I feel like that's women way of lashing out sometimes. Like, fuck it, I'm going to have my whole phase. They get hurt or some shit happen, and you know what I'm saying? That's like some trauma right there. So at the end of the day, you can't, you know, look down on her for having her whole phase. You get what I'm saying? It's something wrong there. So, But um, Farge, I think you like them. I think you got a crush on your homeboy and maybe that's just something that you got to deal with too. And you got to look within yourself, you know what I'm saying? And be like, damn, am I really gay or am I not? You know what I'm saying? But we be playing Apex, I be looking over. That nigga do be cute though, man. Like this nigga be pew pewing. He be pew pewing shit. You know what I'm saying? I be like, damn, man. You know what I'm saying? So I think, I really think you like this nigga. You know what I'm saying? So, but. Shouts out to you, Francisco, because you, I mean, you just can't be jumping out on niggas, man. A nigga might stab you. So, y'all friends now, but you come on some gay shit. Y'all ain't going to be friends no more. So, it depends on how good he is at Apex and do you still want to be playing with him. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, so I, I would say you should ghost them. Just get out they, um, get out they shit. Because you get, you, you, um, you, you too much in their business, to be honest. You know? So, just, yeah, just ghost them. Find a new friend, man. All right. Stepson's a real bitch. Damn. We coming in hot. <laughs> Stepson's a real bitch. All right. This is going to be the last one. So, um, what up, Danny? I got myself in a pickle. I've been seeing my current girlfriend for two years now. We finally decided to move in together after having our first child. Here's the issue. 
She has a son from a previous relationship. I tried, I tried, and I tried to make it work with this kid. But he is such a little pussy. Cries about everything. What should I do? Because right now my strategy is to avoid the little asshole until bedtime. But I'm starting to get questions from my lady. Help me out, man. Keep him high and tight. Welcome to the family, Alex. Well, at the end of the day, man, you said you already about to have a kid with her. You give it him saying, so you stepdaddy. You trapped in. As long as you're going to be in a relationship and you're living in the same household with both of them. I mean, at the end of the day, that's your son right now, too. And you got to look at it the same way as if your son was to come out that motherfucking monkey. Who knows, might be her genes and all the men in her family. He come out and be a pussy. How you going to do that? Now you living in a house with two pussy-ass kids. So the best thing for you to do, man, is you got to reverse the situation, man, and make this kid not a pussy. You got to start doing gangster shit with the nigga. Take him to a brothel. You get what I'm saying? Like, you get what I'm saying? Get him in a shootout or something. Like, start, like, you got to start doing gangster shit with the kid just to make him. You get what I'm saying? It's just like when you get a, get, get a pit bull. Pit bulls aren't born tough. You got to fuck them up a little bit. Make them bite tires and shit. You get what I'm saying? You get an inner tube or something, smack them up with it. Let them grab it. Shake them. You get what I'm saying? You got to take the little kid, smack them with an inner tube, tell them to bite it, and then shake them with the motherfucker. You get what I'm saying? He ain't going to be pussy no more after that. But you might have a child abuse case in your hand. Don't tell him Danny Brown told you to do that shit. Um, but yeah, man, at the end of the day, man, that's your family. And I'm pretty sure the only way for you to love her is to love her child. So you're stuck in that situation, man. Sometimes motherfuckers just don't be gangster like that, man. He might be crying like a bitch and doing all that shit, man. You got to just treat the situation a little more delicately and um, do cool shit with a man that he like. And make him start to get comfortable with you to make him like you, you know, so he can be able to open up about his feelings and shit and talk to you about certain shit so he wouldn't be acting like a pussy. Maybe he only acting like a pussy because he don't know how to display his feelings around a new man that's in his house right now. He probably only acting pussy like that because you taking the time away from his mom that he got. Obviously, his dad not around and you show up. Now you done threw another baby in there. You know how he probably feeling now? He about to lose all the attention. So you got to be a little delicate with him, man, and just understand, you know. Like, yeah, man, that's some fucked up shit, man. Kids, man, because you got to understand, man, kids, man, they got crazy, like, vivid imaginations in their minds and shit, and, and a lot of shit be going crazy. Like, me, as I was a child, like, I was just telling these motherfuckers, when I was in preschool, I I, I had a girlfriend. Now, I think to myself, um, maybe that was an imaginary friend, that I didn't have a girlfriend, because I'm in preschool. But I remember I told you, have you seen the Your Mom's House episode? I told you how my great-granddad was, and he always tell me, like, you going to have bitches. You're going to have bitches. But I remember being in preschool and we were literally like fucking, you know, sleepy time, you know, nap time. We laying on the mats together. You know what I'm saying? Motherfucking um, lunchtime and shit. You know what I'm saying? Motherfucking animal crackers, apple juice. I'm giving her animal crackers. You know what I'm saying? We sharing juice. I'm motherfucking homemade PBJ sandwiches and shit. I'm splitting them with her. You ain't giving no, you ain't just giving no regular side piece, no homemade PBJ. You know what I'm saying? You ain't, you ain't busting that down with just no butt, with no thoughts. You get what I'm saying? So she obviously was special to me in my heart. But she actually, um, next thing I know, um, she just stopped coming to school one day. And it was like motherfucking, um, you know, like maybe a month went by. But if anybody know, you know, that had to be the 80s. And it was like a chicken pox epidemic. Kids was getting chicken pox like left and right, left and right. You get what I'm saying? So she had motherfucking chicken pox and she was out of school. And I remember one day, see, the only reason why I know, I guess, you know, it's no possible way for me to have imaginary friends with bitches. You know, my imaginary friend had to be an ill nigga. You get what I'm saying? So, because my uncle came and picked me up from school one time. And I was like, man, my girlfriend, she ain't been coming to school, man. And this is how I kind of knew my uncle was creepy now. Now I realize, I mean, your nigga was creepy. Because the nigga, because she lived right across the street. Like, not really, not like directly across the street, but across the street, like maybe a few hours. He's like, come on, let's go over there. What the fuck are you talking about? Let's go over there. I'm in preschool. I'm telling you, I got a girl. What are you training me to be right now? Like, what are you teaching me? Just go. Let's go over there. Knock on a bitch, though. Like, I'm a priest, so we go over there. <laughs> we got my uncle knocks on her door. Boo, boo, boo. I guess her mom, any a, 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 a female figure showed up to the door, and he was like, yo, of his girlfriend. He's caught her, my girl. I still remember this shit to this day. How do you remember shit from preschool? I can't remember what the fuck I ate yesterday, but I can remember this shit like a motherfucker, man. So this nigga was like, um, yeah, his girlfriend, she ain't been coming to school. And the funny part is she's black. She's a black girl named Vanilla. 
We already know what was setting me up for a life. That's why I kind of start thinking it's like an imaginary friend. <laughs> so Vanilla, he like, man. So she ain't been coming to school ever. Oh, she's like, uh, she's like, oh, Vanilla, she had chicken pox, but she's starting to get better. She's gonna come back to school and shit. She's gonna come back to school. And um, so it was like, okay, that was it, whatever. So then she did come back to school. She did come back to school. But when she came back to school, she wasn't my girlfriend no more. She wasn't being nice. She wasn't sharing me. It wasn't no animal cracker sharers. Wasn't no more lunch on the blue pad. None of that shit no more. You get what I'm saying? And you know, I, I kind of I get it now. I, I think that probably taught me something at a young age. Like, man, you just can't be showing up, knocking on no bitches' doors uninvited. You get what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. What are you doing? But I say that to say, so one day, um, during this time, same time period in my life, um, my, you know, my uncle always come pick me up from school, but one day I got out of school early and I just showed up. I just showed up to the crib. You get what I'm saying? And they was like, uh, what the fuck? Um, how, you know, how you get here? I told him Michael Jackson walked me home from school. You get what I'm saying? And I, and I really believe that. I guess it's my heart because everybody in my family at that time, you know, that was around that time period, they always tell me like, yeah, nigga, Michael Jackson walked you home from school. So if Michael Jackson walked me home from school, did I really have a girlfriend named Vanilla? In preschool, the only thing that I feel like a verifier is my uncle taking me, but who knows? Maybe that's just a figment of my imagination as well, and that shit never happened. But well, I just say that to say, you know, I don't know, man, what I was talking Kids just have to spin that motherfucking wheel! <laughs> I see y'all got some new shit this time. What we got ourselves into. Oh, Kale, I love motherfucking Kale. Oh, shit. Y'all don't even know. See, Kale to me, man, that's the that's that's white people greens. You get what I'm saying? Like, and I know greens is probably like mad unhealthy. You get what I'm saying? Like, cause you know, white black people, we I mean, as a vegetable, we still gotta make that shit turn. You get what I'm saying? It ain't a party unless you throw some motherfucking hog mugs, some ham and that like you eat, you go to like some 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 Thanksgiving dinners and shit at some black people cribs. Nigga, they greens be motherfucking more calories than a ham. You get what I'm saying? There's so much shit in the greens, then you throw that, well, the hot sauce ain't that bad, but kale? That's a bad motherfucker, man. I don't know who, I don't know who ain't told y'all, but man, you get some kale, man. You season that shit up right, man. You boil that shit up right. That shit, put the hot sauce on there. Man, ain't no different than greens and kale. You get what I'm saying? I know that kale is way more healthier than the greens. You get what I'm saying? I feel like the greens, man, that was like, that was like the only leaf that, that, that during like slavery time, like the white man ain't want that. Like, man, y'all niggas didn't have that. Niggas had to figure it out. They put bacon fat. They had to put all type of pork necessities. Whatever the whatever pork you ain't have or whatever the fuck you can't do nothing with, they just threw that shit in the pot with the greens. Like, we got to make this shit taste good because part two to the story. That's another thing, too. Y'all going to hear me say that a lot. I know we, uh, we'll address it later. All right. Well, part two to the story. Um... Who knows what a green tastes like raw dini? I ain't never take every time I tasted a green, that shit done had um big ass black pepper seeds on the top of it. Um they done put pig, pig, all type of pig fats and all type of shit. I mean, you could look at the water. You could look at the green water. After all the greens is gone out the water, look at the water and tell me if that's something you would like to drink. You get what I'm saying? The shit, it looks like a chemistry experiment. Do you get what I'm saying? So I would say that um, kale might be better than greens because I've tasted kale raw dini, and I know that shit could still go. You know what I'm saying? You just boil some kale, a little something pepper, some hot sauce. That shit hitting just like the greens. You know what I'm saying? A little piece of salmon on the side. You know what I'm saying? You getting fit. You getting lean. You get what I'm saying? If you want to, you get what I'm saying? Because soul food, I didn't realize that soul food was that bad. You get what I'm saying? Once you, man, once you, you know, once you had enough white girlfriends, man, you start missing um, soul food, man. And I ain't even gonna lie to you, man. It's one of those things where you miss, like, and you start thinking about it. Like I told y'all, like, these recipes are dying, man. Like, you think these new bitches is trying to figure out how to make um, um, motherfucking um, neck bones? Neck bones and rice and black eyed peas and shit for New Year's? That shit ain't happening. You get what I'm saying? And I love that shit, but. We gotta remember that all our fucking our grandmas all had fucking diabetes or high blood pressure and all this extra shit. You get what I'm saying? Like just all this extra shit. So I will say that I do 
I will say that I do love that, you know, like the, you know, the, the, the kids that's coming up, they all have like this, um, you know, a healthy culture amongst them. You know what I'm saying? Like even to the point they said the the, the schools was going to start selling, um, serving um, plant-based diet, like meals and shit. But I will say, man, I think having a, you know, I, I think that's why they, that's why they're pussies. They're not eating meat, man. Like, you know, plant-based diets and all that shit. That's why all the kids, like the new millennials and like the TikTok kids and shit, that's why they all like, they get so offended by shit and it's all like, because they ain't, they don't have no predator, like shit flowing through them. Like y'all, I get it. Eating healthy, it makes your body look good. You want to have a six pack and you want to do all that shit too. But um, it makes you very emotional and it makes you like, you cry a lot about shit. Like you, you really like, you bitch made. Like you gotta start eating. Like me, I love. I gotta tell y'all shit. I love eating predators. <laughs> like you go to Papa Do's, and they got the alligator. That's my favorite shit. That's an appetizer, nigga. I'm, I. The, the alligator is not an appetizer for me. It's my full course. I come there for that. You get what I'm saying? Like I eat the shrimp and I mean, you know, Papa Do's, the seafood shit. You get what I'm saying? Like even back in Detroit though, we got a spot, Fish Bones. Shouts out to Fish Bones, which I will say I'm not trying to be in a competition or nothing, but I feel like the alligator at um in Fish Bones in Detroit is way better than the alligator at Papa Do's. But I feel like um because you're in the South and I'm pretty sure y'all got alligators here, y'all probably don't appreciate it as much. Yeah, there we go. That's Fish Bones right there. Yeah. So, yeah, so I feel like, so, you know, we getting the scraps of the alligator. Who knows? You probably eating alligator assholes. So they got to do extra ass shit to make this alligator taste good. You get what I'm saying? So. <laughs> so that is that. Oh, so next up, we got motherfucking white people shit. White people shit. And this week on motherfucking white people shit. It's one thing that I would say growing up in Detroit, Michigan, man. Um. Motherfuckers know, I mean, it don't exist no more, but the motherfucking Pontiac Silverdome. The Pontiac Silverdome used to always hold shit, hold all type of events. So they always used to have commercials on your local television sets. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, the Pontiac Silverdome is where the Lions used to play. Yeah, where the Lions used to play. Yeah, it got tore down. I actually went, I remember I went to a No Limit concert at the Pontiac Silverdome. It was like probably the last rap concert they had at the, at, at the Silverdome. And no limit was there. I remember I wore, uh, I had an um, iceberg jogging suit. It was fire. You giving them say, yeah, no limit, master peeing them. You giving them saying, but the thing was, Pontiac in Detroit. We don't. I wouldn't say we didn't get, but whatever. It was just a thing. Cause I feel like Pontiac. I mean, any any suburban city outside of Detroit, they always feel like they got a point to prove. So when Detroit come to like, you know, they want to like beat Detroit. I don't know. Maybe that was that back then. I don't know if that's how it is now. But back then, the suburban guys, I, you can't call them suburban because they are from the city. But just cities outside of Detroit, Detroit guys always didn't treat them. We should have always treated them like cousins or like brothers and shit, but we didn't treat them like that. I mean, this is pre-internet. So they were our rivals. We didn't know nobody else. We It was no camaraderie. So you go to like um, Pontiac Civic down there, like, them Pontiac niggas, them Detroit niggas. So yeah. But every time Mystical would get on stage, we would just start fighting. Like, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> I'm coming to see this in America. As soon as he come out, he's like, "I'm coming to see it in America." Niggas just start throwing chairs and shit. Bah, 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 bah. And I had this fucking iceberg jogging suit, the Charlie Brown shit, man. But I had to. Um, I'm I'm trying to be so much of a fly, dope, spot working ass nigga. Like I'm really getting money. I spent all my fucking money on this fucking jogging suit. I ain't even had money like that to be buying a jogging suit. But I had the um, the Charlie Brown jogging suit, the iceberg history shit, with the iceberg history um. Um, but I had I bought the sweatshirt, but then I had I bought the t-shirt too, and I had the t-shirt up under it. So I wanted to stunt and take the sweatshirt off and like, you know what I'm saying, show like, damn, I got the sweatshirt and the t-shirt. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So then, but when the fight started, the melee happened, and then the sweatshirt just blew off into the wind. This is like a, I mean, uh, I don't know, it's probably like $500, which sounded, which was crazy back then. Now it's like, you know, that's like normal shit. Wouldn't nobody even trip about it right now, but. Oh, so we talking about clothes? We got some drip sets. Drip set. What we got going on with drip sets? 
All right, so we have the Balenciaga fashion show, which just happened yeah, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I love Balenciaga. Cool. I haven't worn, well, I'll get some sneakers every now and then. Mm-hmm. But. So, yeah, we got a couple different celebrities here. I think most of them Oh, are this is lightweight a Balenciaga shirt. Goddamn. Yeah, this, I like this outfit right here. Shouts out to Frank Ocean, man. This is, see what I'm saying? This is what I'm talking about. This is how you're supposed to look when you're out in these streets right now, man. This is top tier fifth right here. This is what you call being comfortable. This is what you call not giving a fuck about what a nigga think about you and what labels and designers and shit. I get money off the face. You get what I'm saying? Because anybody notice this nigga in the street, you bowing down. You get, guess what? He ain't taking pictures with niggas because guess what? We would have seen him. Ain't no nigga just got no, look, he walking around. Ain't no niggas got no, you ain't just seen no random. I seen Frank Ocean at the, uh, boom. Ain't no weed. So this nigga be curving niggas. Because everybody got pictures with everybody. You get what I'm saying? You ain't just seen no fan just pop up like, nigga, I was with Frank Ocean. Bob. And this nigga walking around looking like this. Part two, this is how you supposed to do it. Because I bet you he be probably like in like public places and shit. And people don't even be recognizing him. Annoying that's that nigga like that. You get what I'm saying? He done switched it up, got the mustache, she got the motherfucking, uh, that's the da, 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 the police academy, blue oyster mustache, you get what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that's that fisted nigga's mustache. <laughs> but I love Frank Ocean, man. I think he's like one of the, um, he's a generator. I mean, I he's a legend, man. I don't know what you can, I, I, I can't really give him too many, too much more props than I was just straight dick riding at this point. But if it's anybody to fucking dick ride, it's fucking Frank Ocean, man. But I guess you can fuck. All right, man. We're getting ourselves in, in deep waters right now. <laughs> All right. Next up, we got Kanye. Yeah, I know everybody been talking about these of, boots. Yeah, a lot of people talking about the boots. What do you think? And the fit. And the fit. I mean, because he's been doing this. With the um the leather jacket and the the jean combo, he been he's been doing this, and I actually just seen I seen a um picture of, um he was with Offset, and I was like oh and I said Offset was like yeah he he did it so I'm like oh so these that's what these niggas gonna do leather jacket jean combo now that's what they uh, so that's what see and but one thing I would say about Kanye man I, I love I always look at him as a fashion legend because you always look at him you like man it ain't a big deal and then two years later you you doing the same shit. But I will say, I love these boots. I mean, I wouldn't buy these boots because I'm not, I'm just not in that, you know. I learned a word from Christina a long time from your mom's house. It's not ethical. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> and I used to buy expensive ass shit all the time. But I'm just not doing that no more. I just, I'm, I'm just out of that phase in my life because I don't, but you know why I'm out of that phase in my life? Because I'm like a fashion nerd in some sense. And I feel like it got to the point where people feel like they can just, which has always been, you know, it, it gets to a point where, you know, fashion could be lit with just like, you know, where budget is not necessary. You know, it's just all about you. And, and you know, you can just wear what you want to wear and, you know, style is style. But then it gets to a point where, you know, it's all about the money, too. Like, just because you're wearing a big designer brands, then you the freshest nigga in the room just because you're wearing a fly as shit because you're wearing a, what's trendy right now, you know. And I feel like it, it, it imploded on itself at that point, you know, because it was a phase where. The thrift shit was the cracking shit. Do you get what I'm saying? And it was then it got to the phase where, oh, if we can find like old designer thrift shit and then mix, you know what I'm saying? And mix it up and shit. Then it got to the point like, oh no, we shit, we got money now. Fuck that thrift shit. I'm tired of going to them stinking ass stores. Cause that is the thing about going to thrift stores, man. It smells like piss. You know what I'm saying? You might, even though the, the top thrift stores in the world, you can go to them. I mean, you gotta think it's a lot of different smells colliding. Everybody's sending these clothes in. It don't matter what they getting. Motherfuckers smoking cigarettes, wearing different colognes and perfumes. Then you put them all housed in one shop. Niggas' houses smell different. You get what I'm saying? You go to motherfuckers burning candles. You get what I'm saying? You go to a nigga house. Don't tell me you ain't never had a friend. You went over their house like, man, this nigga house stank. Like I, don't, like, I fuck with this nigga, man. I want to be hanging out, but this nigga house stank. I had a friend like that. Like, this nigga house stank. He didn't know his house stank. But our friend group did. And we all talked to each other about it. Like, man, this nigga house stank. Then it got to the point where we realized it wasn't that big because he, you know, you know, he's probably like a, you know, a hygienic person. He showered a lot, put cologne on and shit like that. We'd be like, damn, he lightweight smell like his house too, though. Like if you really smell him, he smell like the house. So 
Oh, I forgot, man. I'm sorry, man. The next drip said. <laughs> but yeah, I would say, I, I mean, all right, I'm going back to the Kanye. Go back to the Kanye. I would say that um, this is really just an old take on like old shit, 90s, like hip hop fashion and shit, like wearing the big Timberlands with a, with a um, to me, this is what that would be to me, like wearing the big like 40 below Timberlands and wearing like a Pelly jacket to match. So I feel like that's him like um, pulling like a Midwest dope dealer type of vibe with high-end fashion type shit. Is and that's what he's doing right now. Is he wearing shorts over the jeans or is that just like No, that's a, a long t-shirt. That's a t-shirt, right? That's a long okay. t-shirt. But that's dope dealer. Like that's he, He's doing like some dope boy. Because you know Kanye been hanging around with gangsters now, man. He keep trying to find Skeet. So he been with the gangsters now and I think that's what he is. He's going back to his um gangster roots. And that's what that look like to me. That look like a nigga wearing 40 belows with a Pelly jacket, but updating it to this right now. And to me, I'm all for that. Fly as hell. You might see me wearing some uh, a variation of this. So I'm I'm gonna put it out there first. <laughs> Before y'all say I'm dick riding or biting or some shit, I'll I'll probably be wearing a variation of this sometime soon. So yeah, but that's the thing I love about being in Austin. Like I don't have to be caring about buying like, like you know, fucking leather jackets and shit like that. Cause in Michigan, you know, that's our shit. Like we fucking, we going crazy. You know what I'm saying? But out here now, it's like man, I be seeing like coaches. Like I love Marmots, like Marmot biggies and shit. Like buying Marmot. Like I would love to have a Marmot biggie collection. But, um, I live in Austin, Texas now. <laughs> Like the biggie, you gotta type the biggie up. You get what I'm saying? It's only one, yeah. The big boy, yeah, that 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 orange one right there, yeah. See, I would love the yeah, yeah. That excites me. But that's being from Michigan, man. You get what I'm saying? And that would appear of forty below zone. Like, come on, man. I'm ready for. I'm I'm ready to sell all the rocks on the block that needs to be sold. You get what I'm saying? Like. Nothing says drug dealer fashion to me than a big ass Marmot and a motherfucking um pair of forty below Timberlands. The thing is about the Marmot is that you know you used to get killed for wearing that coat in New York. That's what made me want it even more. That's what is that with black people? I think that makes us be more gangster because I didn't care about. I'm from Michigan, like our shit was like we had our own things. But then I I I I I, I, I seen a documentary that talked about how people in the Bronx, New York, would get robbed for marmots and they get killed to the point where these niggas that wore marmots, they would like walk around with canes and shit, like just to play it off. But the cane was a weapon, just in case you try to steal my marmot. I got a cane on me, nigga. Bow, bow, hit you with the cane, get up off my marmot. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna buy me a marmot, nigga, and walk around New York, nigga. Let me see if a nigga gonna try me. And I did it. I was scared, though. <laughs> I did do. I got on the train and everything. Even to the point where this one girl was like, "Man, because I went up, she's like, you got on the train with that coat.'" I'm like, "Yeah." This, this, what? But see, she was like, "Damn, you dangerous." <laughs> and she liked that shit. So, so yeah. All right, all right. Next outfit. What we got? All right. Next up, we got Lucas Sabat. Lucas Sabat. The um the Canadian tuxedo. Uh, I mean, he like at this point in his life, he like a fashion model type nigga. I don't think he he care about picking his clothes out. You get what I'm saying? And he's one of those face card type niggas. Like he don't care about what he putting on. But to me, like, I mean, it, it is what it is. Like, some, you know, it is. You know, I think that's what this was. He know that. I think that's what that was. He know that. He ain't gotta be like that no more. He ain't gotta. But that's what it was. Like he's a fashion model. People put fly shit on him. He didn't pick fly shit out. Look at me, man. Come on. You think I'm motherfucker? Well, it was a time in my life when I was like 155 pounds and shit. You know what I'm saying? I was sample size. Everybody wanted to give me clothes and shit. And then I um I started drinking lean. <laughs> I got fat. Then nobody wanna give me clothes no more. <laughs> and I've been trying to get back to that size ever since. But yeah. Luca's a fashion. I mean, you know, he's a he's a legend, man. When it comes to this modeling shit, so yeah. But yeah, I feel like this was just this was you know Canadian tuxedo. All That's right. what that was. 
Next up, we got the mayor of New York, Eric Adams. That's the mayor? Yeah. Oh, that's a big-ass tie. <laughs> I mean, I guess this would, I mean, part two, man, like, uh, yeah, this is some fly shit. I'll, I'll give it some fly shit. I mean, at the end of the day, man, when you got when you got the baldy, it's like true blood. You know what I'm saying? It's like when when that's one thing. See, I have hair. I'm lucky, but it's like if 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 because I always feel like people that get you know when you start losing hair and shit, and you embrace the baldy, you like the true blood. Like you like the man of men. Like you like, ugh, I'm the. So when you embrace the baldy, cause you got no, look how many niggas you see. Nigga wear a hat. He be combing shit over and doing it. See them the type of men in life, man, they never gonna make it anywhere in life. They never gonna be shit. Like they never, they don't have confidence in themselves. They that that exposes a lot of shit about them when they don't wanna embrace the baldy. It's almost like a, a, a sign of being a real man when God calls you to being a, a baldy. Like, come over to this side and he, he, he trying to test you. You're trying to see what you're going to do. But when you embrace that body, like when you embrace it, when you embrace the body, and you like, nigga, I'm about to, this is what I'm doing right here. Like, look, Michael, only the greats have bodies. Only the greats been bald. Michael Jordan, you know what I'm saying? Niggas like that. You get what I'm saying? So when you meet men in your life and they don't embrace when God called them to the side, like that what fucks their whole life up. Tell me, tell me you don't know a nigga that, in, that in, didn't embrace his body. That's not going through problems in his life. They're all living fucked up shit. Look at George Jefferson. That should have showed you right there. We finally got a piece of the pie. When you watch the Jeffersons, he never was happy. He never had a good time. What well, you think he had a good time? Bro, he hated his bitch, man. He knew she was ugly. She, but what no regular, what no bad bitches taking no niggas with the body. What was his, I forgot. What, what was her name, man? God damn. But he wasn't, that's, see, that's what the whole show talking about, man. Moving on up. He got the cleaners. They got money. They moved to the motherfucking deluxe apartment in the sky. They did that. But the nigga, he's still with the bitch that he had before he got money. But he can't really lead a bitch because he got the body. And he ain't embracing it, so ain't no new fly bitches fucking with him. So he's stuck with this bitch. She ugly than a motherfucker. He up in the, the, the apartment every day. They arguing. That's what the show was about. But if he would have embraced his body, it would have been some bitches that's like, man, sexy, bald-headed black man. I mean, Sherman Hensley was short and shit, but they would have seen the confidence in the man because he got money. But for the fact that he gonna walk out like that, and then he got an ugly ass, because he, he could have had a badass side bitch if he would have embraced the body. I feel like this is, for hair loss men, this is like, this should be like, the not, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, this this the way we not gonna go. You get what I'm saying, Sherman Hens. And I feel like people wanna, um, the Jeffersons, that's really what that show was all about. It's about male pattern baldness and how to deal with it. You get what I'm saying? Cause you got all the money in the world, man. You gonna end up with an ugly bitch if you don't embrace the body, man. Cause you got it, cause you hiding shit. You hiding shit. That says a lot about a man, nigga that wear a fitted all the time. I had a cousin, man. This nigga got, he went bald at a young age too. He embraced it. I mean, he wasn't the type of nigga that didn't, you know, um, he didn't like, you know, he wasn't like, Try to cut his shit in no weird ways or did nothing. He just was like accepted it. He cut his shit off ball like a motherfucker. But the nigga wore a fitted hat anywhere we go. Like nigga go swimming. He that motherfucker fitted hat down to here, jumping in the pool like Ugh. water. You just see the water on the top of the shit like, like to the point like we be in hot places. You know what I'm saying? You see the you know when you see the the, the bottom of the fitted right there just wet. Like nigga, take your damn hat off, man. You mother nigga, you, you're hot, man. Like like. What are you doing, man? Like, <laughs> like, take your damn hat off, man. You get what I'm saying? This is me as a person with hair, man. So I would just say, man, if God, but if God ever called me to the dark side, it was like, you know what? It's time, Daniel. The study. It's time to come to the body. And like, boom. Like, come, 
I'm just gonna embrace that shit, man. I'm just have my shit bald as hell. And I'm, I know you saying like it's easy for you, Danny. You know, you made a trusty exhibition. It's always gonna be. <laughs> you are, but no, man. I look cool with with hair. You get what I'm saying? I know that. You want to look in the mirror and be like, man, I look cool. Cause nothing look nothing fucks your confidence up more than waking up in the morning and looking at yourself in the mirror like, damn, I look fucked up. You know, and that's probably how a lot of bald men feel. You get what I'm saying? Like, cause take a matter if you had a nice long growing locks. <laughs> you gotta wake up every morning like, damn, man, my shit. Or not even that. I feel like the most is when you know it's happening. Like your shit is starting it's starting to happen like you just notice it like nigga you looking in the mirror one day like niggas my shit and you go to like you know you start trying to like you know like talk to yourself like leverage like man my barber just fucked me up man this nigga pushed my shit back then you go back then you go to the barber shop the next time you blame him like man you know you last time man you hit my shit you know what I'm saying you had my shit like come on man like you gotta you know what I'm saying like I'm trying to get my shit to come back a little bit more he like nigga I'm Nigga, I just lined up what I could line up. <laughs> I just lined up what I could line up. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah, I will say, man, fuck the outfit. He has embraced the dark side, which was the story. Think about it, man. All the best porn stars, well, in black culture, they was bald-headed, man. Them niggas was throwing dick, man. So... I feel like black women, they watch the porn. They know what's up. They be like, man, they got the ball head. All you got to do is get ball head. And once you get a ball head, you just got to get muscles then. Like, fuck it, man. I got to work out now. A ball head and some six pack. You going to get bitches, man. You going to get bitches. <laughs> Especially you just got to go like do like weird like cruises. Go like a Caribbean cruise or something. And just be on the beach with your ball head and your six pack out. You gonna get bitches, man. That's what I think. That's what white people consider a white, a black man to be. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> a bald head black nigga with six pack. All right, spin the motherfucking wheel. I don't know. All right, my bad. We might have some more outfits, but we'll save them for next time. <laughs> Arby's. Now, I would say Arby's is trash off rip. Now, I'm going to just be 100 with y'all, but I would say the best marketing in the business right now. If anybody look, we have the meats. Now, I don't know how did that work out. And part two, to the nigga who do that voice, he has to be like the um the motherfucking progressive lady. Uh, what's her name? Flo. He has to be the flow of the, of the niggas and some real shit. And we don't even know what he look like or who he is. They could be using the effect on his voice. It could be fucking, for all we know, it could be future. And they could be just manipulating his voice. You're like, damn, how future get all this money? This nigga's doing all the Arby's campaigns. But we have the meats. It's like one of the best marketing campaigns. Whoever does, Arby's, your food is trash. I seen Pusha T try to do a diss song to McDonald's. You could never, you could never fuck with McDonald's, man. I'm a real nigga from the hood, man. The 90, I mean, bro, Arby's, man, the roast beef sandwiches, man, bro, if your mama brought that shit home for you, you would still sad. Like you get what I'm saying? I remember the time in my life where you know it was a McDonald's close to my home. My dad would pick me up, and every time I'd be like, be driving by the McDonald's, be like, man, I just you like cross your fingers, just hope you just make that right into the drive-through. Like, man, this nigga, is it gonna stop? Is it gonna stop? Ah, oh, this nigga ain't stop. Fuck, we getting spaghetti tonight. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? <laughs> Niggas ain't doing that with no Arby's, man. Like, but Arby's are coming up and I'm not a nigga that's just talking shit. I got Arby's like not too long ago. Like just, I'm like, fuck. Cause the marketing campaigns, they fucking, they, they brainwash you and they like fucking brainwash you, brainwash you, God damn it. They brainwash you and shit. You watching the commercial. I don't know how we have the meats been brainwashing me, but it says a lot about my life that's been going on. But yeah, um, don't nobody want no triple decker roast beef sandwich, man. In part two, it's trash roast beef. I can see if it was like in part two. Oh yeah, part two. Um. <laughs> I heard that that the roast beef, the roast beef at Arby's be like the size of this, like it's like a small ass cube, and then they just sprinkle hot water on it, and it just blow up to like this ill ass situation, and then they slice that down, and that's what you getting. And when you taste the the roast beef there, it, it's not really that good. Like you go to like a New York deli and get a roast beef sandwich, like, oh, this shit is busted. 
You get what I'm saying? But, the, um, you know, you get to go to New York Deli, get you a motherfucking roast beef sandwich on a hero, salt and pepper, mayonnaise, mustard, you know what I'm saying? A little cheese on that shit. You get what I'm saying? That's one thing I do love about New York. That's how I gained, um, I gained like 10 pounds shooting Danny's house in New York because I lived right, I mean, I was shooting where I, where I stayed at, the hotel that I stayed at was right across the street from a deli. And I would wake up at like three o'clock in the morning and go get a chopped cheese. You cannot live like that. You get what I'm saying? But I knew it would put me back to sleep. Like I'll wake up, eat a slop, eat a chopped cheese, motherfucking smoke a blunt. Yes, chopped cheeses are my life. Chopped cheeses are great. Oh my God, man, that's my life, bro. I will say, man, even the motherfucker, because I knew this was like a, um, you know, he's like in Williamsburg or some shit. He wasn't used to making chopped cheeses every day. This nigga was pissed at me like, nigga, I ain't in Crown Heights. I ain't in East New York. I ain't in no shit like that. This nigga, I'm, I came out here to not make chopped cheeses. And I'm waking up every day, late night, coming to this nigga like, man, make me a motherfucking chopped cheese, my nigga. So yeah, I literally gained motherfucking mad weight eating chopped cheeses, man. I swear to God. I swear to God. <laughs> but I do love them, man. And anytime I'm in New York, it's like, you know, that's what we talked about. Like, when you go to different cities, everybody got their own food that's cool and shit. And you want, you know, it's like a, it's like a cool shit. It makes you look forward to going to that city. And I will say, chopped cheeses is like a New York. It's a New York stable for me. I love getting, that's the only place like hot dogs in New York. I love getting a hot dog off the corner and shit like that. So yeah, shouts out to New York. Shouts out to the chopped cheeses. All right, um. So yeah, let's move it along. I guess we um we can get into uh, some video game reviews. Video game reviews, which I haven't really been um playing video games as much as as you know I would like to. I've been um you know just working on music and stuff. Me and Peggy, we've been finishing up this album. But I I you know I guess since the NBA playoffs have um started back up. <clears throat> I've 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 fired back up the NBA 2K man, and I've been um. Playing NBA 2K um, created me a um, new player in my player. Already spent like $300 on them, which I would like to say to NBA 2K. 2K, I mean, I get it. We all get it. You don't give a fuck about us. You know what I'm saying? That's cool. And any business is all about making money. But God damn, man. Like, I feel like every 2K, man, I spend way more money than I should have just creating a player like it shouldn't be that much money to like make my player that good and it shouldn't take that amount of time if I didn't want to spend money to make them that good and just even something like just quick travels to like I shouldn't have to take 15 minutes just to go to the Nike store to buy a new pair of LeBrons I have I I, I have um, a sciatic nerve damage man and I really think it came from playing NBA 2K I might be the first person that actually injured himself playing a basketball video game. And I'm really looking into it with like my lawyers and shit because it's been affecting my income. Cause like, I can't really sit on planes for a long period of time. I can't really do shit. And the only thing I can chalk it up to is the DX racer chair and NBA 2K. So both of y'all motherfuckers in cahoots. With fucking my shit up. You get what I'm saying? So I really want to say that. Like, you know, people be always asking me, like, man, why you don't stream on Twitch no more? It's like, nigga, I can't sit in the gaming chair that long. Like, I can't sit down that long. And I'm blaming NBA 2K in a DX racer, maybe. But um, yeah, man, I have sciatic nerve damage. And yeah, and what made me realize that to be saying is because I fired up the my career and I've been playing, you know, starting my character back up, and the shit started been coming back in. And I've been really like stressed out about it. Like, man, please, this shit kick back in full fledged. Just like, I don't know what my life is gonna be. Y'all remember that fucking your mom's house, the fucking, you know, the, the, the pay-per-view shit. I was fucking laying on the ground with my feet kicked up in the air. I wasn't doing that shit for fun. I was supposed to actually be there live. I, I lied, I told them niggas I had COVID, but cause it was embarrassing, babe. <laughs> I told Tom I had COVID because I was too embarrassed to tell this nigga I had sciatic nerve damage from playing NBA 2K and I don't think I'm going to be able to sit on the plane for four to five hours to make it to y'all, man. So, but thank God they figured out a way. <laughs> thank God they figured out a way. But that's all you got to do now. I love COVID. 
for that exact reason, man. Any anytime you just need to like just get out of something, be like, man, I got COVID. I mean, I, I use that shit mad times, man. It's mad niggas. I'm all right. I know niggas watching this shit. <laughs> and you probably like, man, did you really have COVID when you <laughs> No, I didn't, nigga. <laughs> I caught that shit. I caught COVID, nigga. My COVID experience was death. And you know, I smoked cigarettes, so I thought I was dying. You know what I'm saying? So, like a real nigga would do, I just like, nigga, if I'm going out, I'm going out. So I just smoked cigarettes and blunts the entire time I had COVID, which didn't help it. I think it prolonged. I had COVID for like two weeks. It felt like death. Like, I wouldn't wish COVID on my worst enemy. Well, what I had, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is that. You know what I'm saying? I guess I mean I didn't want to um they already got the will out, but no, we'll 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 get to because uh, <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> but I guess we got the end right now. So I gotta end it. So we always we always wanted to have this uh with, with me on the Danny Brown show that was like a history type of situation. Let history. But I'm not really like I hate history in school and all that shit, but I do do a lot of like dumb internet research. And the newest thing I got fucking infatuated with was motherfucking buglers. And I know y'all thinking like motherfucking buglers, but like niggas that actually like played the bugle in a motherfucking war. Like a nigga had to go like dun dun dun, dun charge. You get what I'm saying? Me as a musician, I I wanted to really figure out like like what was going on in these niggas' life that made them become buglers. But what actually happened was, if you had any type of musical ability, they made you a bugler if you went to the war because the bugler was actually like I mean I know a lot of us play fucking um you know MMOs and shit that was like you know he was the nigga that was calling out the shit and like he had to let you know what's going on. So these niggas they actually had like over fifty different war calls that will let you know like oh they just hitting the horn but my whole shit is nigga you a bugler like what the fuck they ain't give you no gun at first they had drummers you know they had a drum you know the nigga do 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 but you know after all the gunfire and shit they can't fucking hear you know what i'm saying they don't know what the fuck going on so they figured out like nigga we need some horns on this bitch but my whole shit is man as a musician that's i mean nigga you out there on the field Calling shit like, and a lot of niggas got killed in wars playing the bugle, obviously. But there's a lot of niggas that didn't, and they made it. And they used to look at these niggas like Lucky Charms, like nigga, that's the top bugler nigga. I want that nigga on my squad, all that shit. And it's just like, uh, as a musician, man, it makes me. Uh, <laughs> it really makes me think, man, like. What the fuck was going on back in those times? And that's why we motherfuckers don't play bugles to this day. You get what I'm saying? Like, that shit is, that shit is, you know what I'm saying? It's aligned with death. You get what I'm saying? Bugle players and all that shit. So, um, yeah, man, that's my, <laughs> that's my word lesson. That's my history lesson, man. Motherfuckers really play instruments to tell niggas what to do to not get killed. In a line of fire, it's just too much for my brain to um. And I mean, I did a lot of research on the internet on this. Like, I was, it ain't really like too much you can really find about it. Cause I guess it was like Civil War time, and I guess by the time it was, I mean, World War One and shit like that. But I guess by like Civil War times, they probably already gave up on that shit. You get what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? They threw niggas on the squad. Niggas like, man, I ain't listening to no motherfucking horn. I'm niggas going rogue. They like, <laughs> niggas playing a horn, like, you supposed to go this way. Nigga, like, fuck you, nigga. You got to play a bass. You got to play a bass guitar or something. That's the only way. I can't, I can't fuck with that bugle, man. Nigga be, nigga, that's what happened. Civil War, niggas went back to the shit like, man, that bugle nigga fucking up the vibe, man. Like, we don't need that nigga, man. We can really just like, you get what I'm saying? They still, you know, they threw out a bass guitar. I don't know, man. <laughs> I tried. So I guess we always about to get up out of here, but we'll get into a uh, we'll get into a few would you rather's before we get up out of this motherfucker. Would you rather? Would you rather lick the bottom of your shoe after the strip club 
or suck the ball rag at the closing. Oh, the bar rag. I said, I, I don't know why I saw that as bar rag. And what is a bar rag? Um, I think like what they use to clean up a bar. Like all no, I I knew stuff. that. Oh, okay. I was thinking about bar rags though, because oh, I, yeah, I started yeah. my mind started clicking a little bit. Like maybe I can have that as merch. Like, cause niggas want to wipe their balls. You get what I'm saying? They get hot, especially in Austin. Like, you know, you always see like fat niggas. They get like towels and they just hold them on their head and shit like that. But what if like niggas with big dicks just had ball rags? You know what I'm saying? I just hold that bitch in my pocket and be like, and then you, it, it'd be kind of be like a conversation starter with bitches. You'd be like, you whip the ball rag out your pocket. She's like, damn, this nigga got the ball rag. All right. This nigga might got the yoinker. You get what I'm saying? So it'd be like, you get what I'm saying? So like, maybe we could drop some Danny Brown ball rags. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> But lick the bottom of a shoe after the strip club or the bar. I would rather lick the bottom of the shoe because it might be a hundred on there. Depending on what strip club you went to, you might lick yourself. You might lick a hundred into your mouth. So depending on what strip club you went to, man, I, I'd rather probably lick the shoe. Because the bar rag, you might get a um an infection. Or like some, you know, weird disease or something, man. It's COVID. It's shit like that, man. Like. I mean, part two, man, we need to question these rags they use when they wipe the pole of the strip club. Like, who says that's a clean rag? Like, you know what I'm saying? You got your rag. She got her rag. Everybody got their own rags. Who knows what they wipe with the rag before they wipe the pole? You know, it's their rag. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that is that. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Next one up. Next one up is, um, would you rather... Have a baby throw up on you or you throw up on a baby. I mean, come on, man. I'm not throwing up on no fucking baby, man. I got morals, man. You get what I'm saying? I'm grown. You get what I'm saying? I love kids. Danny, one thing I do, I love kids. I always say that, man. Kids are the funniest people, like, you know, unintentionally funny. Like, the most unintentionally people on earth that are funny to me is, is like, I don't know. They all, like, rank together, but. Old people, kids, and gay motherfuckers. Like, they all together. Like, you get what I'm saying? All the motherfuckers is just equally not intentionally funny. You get what I'm saying? I would be friends with any of those. You get what I'm saying? I would rather, that's all I want to be friends with. If old people, kids, and gay motherfuckers. You get what I'm saying? I want to hang with no more regular people now because it's not, you don't get no entertainment out of it. It's not funny. You get what I'm saying? And it's just like, oh, I will say, man, look, man, you got to look out. I know everybody into crypto and shit. I would say this before I leave. Uh, my homie, he he had his Instagram over 10 years. He done got caught up in a crypto scam. And it was so good. They had deep fakes of this nigga. Like, actually, like, I don't know what this nigga did, man, but his account is gone on Instagram, all that shit, whatever. But he's sending deep fakes. He's sending deep fakes of niggas with his face. Like, man, I just hit on that crypto. Put your money. I thought it was the nigga. This is my man's. I've known this nigga since high school. So the, the deep fake shit is just extra next level. We all seen the fucking Kendrick video, which was that. But so it got to the point. It got to make me thinking, man. I really think that um, OnlyFans, all those bitches like AI bots, like deep fakes, they all look the same. Because where these bitches come from? All these, it wasn't that many bad bitches in the world before um COVID. I really feel like COVID happened. Some nigga figured out some AI OnlyFans. Like, these bitches ain't real. I ain't never seen none of these OnlyFans bitches in the world in the, in the real shit. So I'm just trying to tell y'all, man, all of it is a scam. Do not give your money to these OnlyFans bitches. They not even real human beings. This is an AI-generated bot of a generated bitch that they would think you like, and I think it go into your algorithm of what type of bitch you see. And... I know y'all probably thinking like, Danny, you tripping. That's some bullshit. But I might be on to something. And that might be what's going on in the future. Because I'm even thinking about like, man, maybe I need to find me an AI bot bitch. Like, figure it out. Like, like VTubers and, sh and shit like that. You get what I'm saying? I need to find my fake AI bot bitch to start scamming y'all niggas with. Because I'm trying to get this money too, man. <laughs> And with that said, man, I'm about this motherfucker. <laughs> Love y'all niggas, man. Thank y'all niggas for tuning in. YMH motherfucking Daddy Brown. Hey, and like I said, man, y'all can always send y'all motherfucking questions in. You know you need any motherfucking advice or any shit like that. You just want anything. You want some shit for me to see or whatever. Send that shit over to Danny at thedannybrownshow.com. And also, 
We got a motherfucking number. Y'all motherfuckers send voicemails too and all that shit too. So that's at 512-522-9256. So yeah, got any advice? Want me to holler at you, man? Send that shit. Danny at the dannybrownshow.com. And you want to send a voicemail or whatever? 512-522-9256. Love y'all motherfuckers and we out. <laughs>